0: Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I'm very excited for everyone to hear from my guest today, Gail Zalitsky, who I met through a mutual friend, right? We met through a mutual friend and then just discovered that we really like talking to each other. <laughs> There's things we could be doing together. And I just wanted to share your experiences with everyone. Um, I love the name of your Wonder Women Mastermind. So that was a blast. You um, allowed me to join in on that last week. So that was amazing. But why don't, before we get going into a conversation, why don't you give everybody a little more formal introduction of who you are and what it is that you do?
1: Well, first of all, Erin, thank you so much for having me. I love talking with you, and I love your podcast, and I'm honored to be on it. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, so what do I do? I, I've been now a business coach for 22 years. And before that, I owned two multimillion-dollar businesses, which made me able to be a business coach. Yep. And I learned Not a lot. to
0: mention the credentials, right? Not to mention the credentials.
1: I work exclusively with women, women who own their own businesses, and I find that working with women is, is it just lights my fire. It, it's, it's what I'm passionate about. I want to see women succeed in all areas of their life, and so I do personal and professional development. I do marketing and uh, organizational growth. That's what I do. Nice. I love it. Yes. I've been running groups. I've been, I do one-on-one coaching. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I'm also a podcaster. We can talk about that later. Talk about that as well. So
0: questions, right? Lots of questions. When you were running, you know, for those of the people who aren't watching this, but are listening to this, you have a few years on me, you have some experience on me, and I'm always intrigued because- Being a woman in business as I was in the 80s, in conservative, male dominated commercial real estate, financial services. And one of the things that got me interested in helping women, so I was a mentor of women, and I can't wait to hear your take on this, was realizing as I got further and further up the ladder, and was given many, many amazing opportunities that, not, that that was actually not the norm. That it, was, it, it took me a while because it was me just doing my thing for a while to realize it was an anomaly. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that the access to information was the difference for determining my own future, okay. right? Like access to information that not everybody gets to have. And how how that made such a difference? And I'm curious what you found. Um, and please, you know, share what industries they were in. That what did you find as you were building these multi million dollar businesses as a, a female business owner?
1: Well, first of all, I was in a male dominated industry. Yeah. Right, I was in the liquor industry. We franchised independent retail liquor stores. And I started in business by joining my father at a very difficult time in my life when I desperately needed to support my family and had no other way to do it. And so, and so I was thrown into that world of men. Yep. And the, uh, the fact is that I met very few women in those days. So for 20 years that I was in the liquor industry, I met very few women in the industry. Now, I met a lot of wives of liquor store owners,
0: mm-hmm. many of
1: them who really were running the businesses. Right. They weren't
0: getting but, the credit, but they were probably doing yeah.
1: a whole lot. They got the no scene. credit other than they were there, right, to yeah. support their man. And, and so, yeah, so that was, that was an interesting time. And uh, and then in the second business, which was an international gift delivery service for alcohol beverages, um, we had a very small office that did a you know multi million dollars worth of business, and so again we dealt with wineries and breweries and distributors, and and there were no women. So this might be a weird question. So one of the
0: things that I talk a lot about, so one of my niches, one of the clients that I work a lot with and do well with are successful corporate people Mm -hmm. who leave their jobs and are now struggling as entrepreneurs because so much of what they learned in corporate kills you as an entrepreneur. But that being said that you also walk away with some great things, transferable skills. So Instead of complaining about being a woman in a male-dominated field, right? Because what good does that do? What did you learn? What did you learn that women need to learn from men? That men do with ease, that women get hung up on. What did you learn that helps men be good business owners that women would serve themselves by adopting?
1: Well, the number one thing is to learn to put on a, a coat of armor, armor, a coat of armor, right? And you cannot let, as a woman, we are much more emotional. We, we wear our thoughts on our on our sleeve, right, or on our face. We can't do that in business. We 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 can't be we can't be. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah. I, after I started working with my father and I went into business with my father originally, as I think I said, after I started working with him, one day we're sitting in his office and he's telling me something. And all of a sudden I burst into tears. Now I was going through a very difficult time. And it was
0: your father. You're going to have a little bit of a less. uh...
1: Yes. However, He looked at me straight in the eye and he said, if you're going to cry every time we have a disagreement, we cannot work together. And I looked back at him and thought, you are so right. Sob, 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 sob. Well,
0: and I think there's a difference between suppressing your feelings or learning that, that it's not about you. That's it's right. not about suppressing yes. your feelings. When you, when you said put on a coat of armor, the way that the visual that I got wasn't one of a protection, suppress my feelings, but one of it's not about me. Like there's a wall between me and the business and that it's not about me and learning that.
1: You do need to learn that. And it isn't about you, but it's your business. Right. It, and so it, one of the reasons I, I, I love to coach women business owners is because they cannot separate their personal lives from their business lives. They can, they can learn to put on a, a happy face. Right. Right. They can learn to put on that armor and walk out there and be as professional as they need to. Well, and I think it,
0: it is a challenge that women have that men don't have of how do you interweave authenticity, the vulnerability that helps your business. And yet at the same time, the, it's not about me because it is business. When you're able to interweave those things and maneuver within those things, I find women so much more able to make the connections that you need to make. Like-
1: I, I hate to differ with you, but in, the, in the, the men that I see today, especially in the kinds of fields that I'm in, you're in, mm-hmm. the, the ability to, to be authentic has grown. It's just grown tremendously. Yeah. And that men are discovering that authenticity works and it makes a big difference for them and how they grow their businesses. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I think the difference is put it this way, because I totally agree with you. Men are figuring this out, but it's also only the younger men that have been allowed to do it. From right. Childhood. That's right. So the men have to learn to be authentic in the same way that women have to learn. There is a separation between business, so it's not their natural right. It's not their natural default, right? That's but right. absolutely, they're learning more and more. So I, um, to your point, I I work with a lot of people in financial um, financial services. Right? It's one of my natural credentials. It's my background, corporate background, and the training programs that they used to routinely put together were less and less and less effective, which is great for me because I'm able to help them, right? Mm-hmm. But and it's because there was no authenticity, there was no relationship building. It was just so transaction focused.
1: Right. Transactional all the way. Yes, that's right. And
0: it's not whatever.
1: There were, I will, to their credit, there were a number of men who were tremendous mentors to me. Oh, me too. That is one thing that I would say to all women and to all business owners, you must find mentors. Absolutely. And And to your point,
0: my two biggest mentors in corporate, one was female, high-powered woman who was maneuvering through a male-dominated field. And the next one was a man who, the biggest thing I learned from men is
1: take the action. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. take the action yeah step out just do the thing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: just do it just do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's so easy when we say it right it sounds so and i and i i I often soften that with my clients as well i know it's easier for me to say it than you to do it but the truth of the matter is you just need to do the thing
1: right right procrastination doesn't work in business no it doesn't and too much deliberation doesn't work either. You, you have to just, you have to, you know, get out there. It's a risky business. Get out, do what you need to do. You fail, you fail. I've failed many, many times in my career, okay. many times. And so you just pick yourself up and, and keep on moving. And I'll tell you that resilience is probably the number one attribute that business owners need. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there something you can share? Because I'm a big
0: fan of, um, I understand as you do that in marketing, you have to put your best foot forward. Otherwise, no one's going to believe you can deliver on your promise. But that being said, there is power in sharing the truth of the matter that not everything works, especially as business coaches, especially as people who want to inspire other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So if you could share something that just freaking doesn't work with people, <laughs> what would that be? Well,
1: you know, uh,
0: <laughs> there's so many, right? There's so, so I think many. more, more things don't work than do work. I think people are I'll surprised.
1: Tell you, I'll that. tell you what does work So I had a, I had a, um, I have a client who, uh, is in the insurance business and, and so systems are really important. To my way of thinking, systems are really important. So we were going over a system she had for reviewing uh, who her clients were, how much money she was making and all. However, very quickly, we saw that she was, she was uh, checking on the amount of premiums she was selling and not on the amount of commission she was making. It never occurred to very her. Very different numbers. That. Very, two very, very different numbers. And so you need to develop systems for yourself and you need to make sure they're the right ones. Yeah. And, and everything that you do, you, you can be very busy, right? You can do a lot of activities, but if you're not doing the right activities, you're not going to get anywhere.
0: Yeah. I think that's another... Thing that surprised me as I became an entrepreneur in my journey, and now it's you know in hindsight, it's it's very obvious, is how busy we can be, <laughs>
1: ineffectively. <laughs> like that's it right. almost you sneaks know, up true. on you. That's true. There are three three uh, words that I live by. One is learning. Yes, we have to be lifelong learners. You must learn, learn, learn all the time. How did I become a podcaster in my 70s? By learning, (laughs) by taking a course, by listening, by talking to other podcasters. Any any aspect of business is the same. The second one is leaning. Sometimes you just have to recognize that you have to lean on others, Mm. that you you don't aren't expected to know it all. In fact, you learn by leaning. Yes. And, and then, of course, if you're going to have a business and you're going to have employees and you're going to have uh, clients and customers and, and people that you work with, you must learn to lead. So Absolutely. learning, leading and leaning are the three words that I live by.
0: I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at erin at conqueryourbusiness.com. I absolutely love that. Um, One of the shifts that has helped me Make some big leaps even in the last, say, six months. Is I made sure I I thought I was doing it and then I realized I wasn't doing it well enough. So I put a whole lot of intention around doing it better. Was the idea behind my self identity that I am a business owner? Mm -hmm. I'm not a solopreneur trying to do something, Mm -hmm. I am a business owner. And to your point, a business owner would have a team. A business owner would figure things out instead of hiding from them. A business owner would analyze and put systems in a place. And it really does shift how you look at
1: everything. You you know, for 12 years, I was involved with an organization that uh, ran an entrepreneurial program for um, existing business owners through the SBA. Mm -hmm. And so I taught those students and then I trained the trainers, the instructors, and and I learned so much from those students. These were all adult students. They were already in business. It was a nine-month curriculum. And we went from, there knowing nothing. (laughs) They're knowing very little about what it takes to really run a business. I mean, a lot of people have passion, right? And they go into business, but they don't know how to run it. No. And that, those are two very different things. Oh my God. I'm so glad to hear you
0: say that. Like (laughs) doing what your business does for a living and growing a business have nothing to do with each other.
1: They're very different. Very very, very different. The
0: shocking statistic that I just use my math as a statistic. This isn't anything published anywhere. Just if I look at my calendar, the thing that I went into business to do is to help entrepreneurs grow their business. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky if I spend 20% of my time doing that. And the other 80% of my time is growing and running the business that gets
1: to do that. Right. Right. And so that that speaks to the point that you must have a team. Yes. If you try to do it all alone, you're never Those going numbers to would be even
0: worse. <laughs> yeah. Those numbers would be even, even harsher.
1: Well, you're really speaking to the point that when you're, when you're working with entrepreneurs or you're working, you're coaching that, that 20% of the time you're in front of them. Right. And, and um but all the work that you do into being able to help those entrepreneurs happens behind the scenes. Yes. So when you're pricing your business, pricing what you charge, you know,
0: pricing the, for the outcome, not the hour. That's exactly right.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's an important point that a lot of people never learn.
0: Well, and especially when you come out of corporate or you have a, you know where you've been negotiating hourly salaries, where you've been tracking your time. When you're in certain industries, such as bookkeepers, lawyers, I have um I've worked with several lawyers who have gone into coaching.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's horribly challenging to get them to charge for outcomes, not hours, because mm-hmm. they've been tracking their lives in fifteen minute increments since they went to law school.
1: Right. That's right. <laughs> it's a big shift. Right? Yeah, very good point. Right. Right.
0: So what are you? What are you most proud of at this point in your life?
1: Oh, I'm. I am proud of a lot. You, should be. you I have a cool life. Am, I have a cool life. I. am very grateful for my. It's not life. so bad being Gail, right? <laughs> so and and um, I'm proud that I I am as resilient as I am, and that I learned to make lemonade out of a lot of lemons, and that I keep reinventing myself. And that I'm I'm successful in the sense that I'm able to give back and then I have influence. And and giving back is, you know, I do a lot of mentoring. I I I belong to the women's mentoring co-op. I've uh, mentored for ageless innovators, and I've mentored throughout my whole entire career. And so mentoring is is not coaching, mentoring is supporting someone. Very differently in where it is that they want to go and what they're dealing with at the moment, and how you can help and and how you can open up your rolodex. Well, my phone, anyway. Oh.
0: These right. <laughs> days we just scroll, but I, right. totally have, I totally was there with you.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. And so I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of my my of the friends that I've developed, the relationships that I have, the business relationships. Uh, there's a lot a lot to be said and and when a client that I that I coached 20 years ago calls me today and says you know I got a problem maybe you can help me with it mm-hmm. that is what I'm most proud of yeah absolutely I'm making a difference and being you know you go into you go into business because you want to make money but that money isn't necessarily just so that you can live bigger and bigger and bigger. That money is so that you can give back to your community. And, really. and, um, and then you begin to really feel good about yourself.
0: Absolutely. I have that as well in my life, that purpose-driven payday. Mm-hmm. That what, when the waters go up, all boats rise. That's right. Mentality. That's right. Absolutely. So if people, well, first let's discuss your podcast. Cause that is before we, uh, end this with a way to continue the conversation with you. I love your, I love the idea of your podcast. I love, and this is going to, so my last business, as I I'm non coherent at this point. My last business that I owned was working with families with aging parents. So, families who had someone who was downsizing, not able to care for themselves, whether it was a health reason, things going on, and had to move out of their homes into assisted living. And when I started that business, people asked me, you know, what drew me there. And I have always been absolutely intrigued by people's stories, like absolutely intrigued by people's stories of their lives. And just because of math, the older you are, the more experiences you have, right? True. <laughs> it just, it's a math thing. Not that there's not some of us, you know, who had way too many experiences <laughs> way too early, but That's I've, I've always found an older population had so much to share, not just knowledge, but wisdom, right? The experiences and the time needed to be able to reflect on those experiences okay. and how invaluable that is.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: people would just freaking listen, right? How invaluable that is.
1: So our podcast, which is two and a half years old now, a little more actually, We've had 166 guests, and we interview. We have a conversation with. I have a partner. The we is my partner, Catherine, Catherine Arena, and I. And we 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 have a conversation with women from 70 to 100 plus. And the idea is that we we care deeply that women shatter the myth that they become irrelevant as they age. Yes. And the women that we speak to don't have time. They are busy as all get out. They are, some of them live in assisted facilities, uh, you know, senior facilities. And and, uh, so many of our guests, we have eight different categories. So many of our guests fall into the social activism category. We had the other day, uh, Rebecca Sive speak to our community and she has written a book, her story, a guide to journaling your next project. I just messed that title up. Sorry, Rebecca. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and and here's this woman in her late seventies who is Totally changing the way people think about social activism. She has her own podcast called "Vote Her In," and she is just, she's just amazing. And and so many of the women we we spoke to a hundred and three year old woman a woman who is um, who is in a senior facility, and she is just a social queen there. She's organizing parties. She had a hundredth birthday party. And she brought in animals from Brookfield Zoo because Brookfield has been her where she puts her time and effort. 103 years old, and and so so the, you can tell this just lights my fire. Absolutely, <laughs> it absolutely, is such an exciting project. And so we have an aging reimagined circle, and we do monthly programs. We so remind
0: me again the name of the podcast:
1: Women over 70 aging reimagined:
0: Aging reimagined women over 70. very cool.
1: Well I hire a website. You. Our website is womenover70.com Perfect. Yes.
0: So if people want to chat with you more, whether it's about the podcast, whether it's about your services, whether it's about your story, your mastermind, your groups and all the other amazing things that you mm-hmm. do provide for women, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you
1: They can Contact me on email, gail at com. There
0: we go. Very easy.
1: And, and, and look at my know. website, gailzalitsky.com.
0: Right. We're not, I always say, we're, it's not like we're hiding. Right? That's right.
1: We're not hiding <laughs> and I love to talk to people.
0: Awesome.
1: And uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Highly, highly encourage everyone to reach out. Yes, please do. Please. Thank you for sharing more and more of your story with me. You're so very welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals... Feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer
1: your big dreams.